0: And now it's time for the UP's favorite live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. Here's Blake Crowley. What's going on, Marquette? Welcome into the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. We've got Ryan Stieg and Charlie Bremer in studio with me today, full house, for special occasion. It's my last day here on The Sports Pen.
1: Isn't a full house the best way to celebrate, though? Yeah,
0: I thought so. <laughs> yeah. uh, we could have gotten a couple more people. Squeeze them in here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very exclusive <laughs> ticket, very exclusive opportunity for you guys to be here. So,
1: that's my, it's yeah. an honor, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> my
2: first time. If this is exclusive, man, it's my first time anything exclusive. So, I guess I thought it would be a little more... Is someone going to walk in here with, like, some crystals and no. some beverages? and that's not in the budget. Okay. <laughs> So uh, That's what I thought exclusive meant mm,
0: I try I, mean, okay. I, can, I can only give you so much All right. So this is my last show I'll be doing the Westwood game tonight That'll be my last game Ryan and I will do the Saturday morning coaches show tomorrow That'll be our last coaches show together Then I'm off I'm headed to Midland To work for ESPN Radio down there uh, Also with the Great Lakes Loons Class A affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers So it's a bittersweet day So we're going to have to power through this, Charlie. No crying, okay? I've got the tissues I cannot
2: make any promises. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. But we'll make it a normal show. So we'll get to some football. We'll make our NFL picks, talk Michigan and Michigan State, uh, get to an interview. We'll talk with uh, the Dead River Derby, a couple of the skaters with them, get to a couple Friday funnies as well, because it's still a Friday episode, and I'm not missing the funnies. Yeah, highlight of the week, man. That is non-negotiable. So we'll get to that as well. Reminisce a little bit at the end uh first though let's start with our college football preview michigan state headed out to the desert to face herm edwards and arizona state michigan at home playing the cupcake western michigan let's start with the spartans because that one's actually gonna be a good game i think i'm a little worried i told charlie i told you this the other day this game scares me i think it should <laughs> it does if you look at you can't judge week one by what Arizona State did too much because would they beat UT San Antonio? Yeah, the Roadrunners. Whoa, watch out. I think they had – didn't they have someone drafted in the first round in the NFL?
2: Hey, I am all about I don't care who the team is. If it's a Division One football game, doesn't matter. If you win a Division One football game – you can take that home. Okay. Be a little proud. Okay.
0: So that's how you're trying to justify the Western Kentucky matchup with Wisconsin. You, you I
2: think you I think you're on to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So Arizona State beat UTSA 49 to 7. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's impressive, uh, but I'm still worried about this. It's a 10:50 kickoff Eastern time. So Pack 12 after dark. Is going to be one of the hottest temperatures at kickoff that Michigan State's ever had in program history. I don't like it. This just does not add up well for me.
1: Well, and considering what happened last week, right? Uh, yeah, they, they
0: didn't impress anybody last week <laughs> no, either. No,
1: and Lowryki didn't impress anybody last week. That pick six, <laughs> not good. No, and I didn't think they would like just steamroll Utah State last week. But I thought they'd get you know it'd be a competitive game maybe through the first half, but. Yeah, I didn't think it would last the whole game, and but they escaped. That little game-clinching interception, mm-hmm. that helped. Yeah. yeah, they're
0: just practicing how to win close games. Anybody can blow a team out, but if you can pull out a close game, come from behind, that'll help you down the road. So maybe they just intentionally did that.
2: Well, all I can say about this game, I know what it's like being a Michigan guy trying to play football when it's 100 degrees. doesn't work. This is a desert heat, too. Oh, uh, I don't care what they say, we've said that doesn't matter. dry heat doesn't matter, it's still hot
0: they, they say it's like being in an oven,
2: oh, with that helmet on mm-hmm. bakes your brain not in a good way.
1: people always say with dry heat, oh, it's better, well, it's like not really it's it's hotter. hot, hot you know, is hot, <laughs> yeah, you know you don't have the humidity, but it's still hot, mm-hmm. you know it's like I lived in Texas for a period of time. sometimes mm-hmm. you'd get really humid days, sometimes it was more of a dry day, and it was still the same, you know, <laughs> still miserable no matter what you tried.
0: Yeah. And uh so that that scares me. That's big. The time difference is big. I mean, Arizona State is 9 and 0 against Big 10 teams in the month of September because nobody can make that adjustment somehow. Arizona State it's not like they've been a, a national powerhouse for years. So uh, that stat scares me even more.
1: I mean, they're a bowl kind of team. They make bowl but, games, but they're, you know,
0: but 9 and 0 against Big 10 teams in September
1: and this is without Jake the Snake Plumber.
0: That's right. Well, it, it might go back that far. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. Didn't Brock Osweiler go there, too? Who? The Brocket Ship? <laughs> I don't That's know.
1: that what you called him, the Brocket Ship? Oh, yeah. The Brocket Ship. Great nickname for a terrible player. Yeah. The Brocket Ship, well, it didn't last long. No, it, no. It kind of burned out in the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one guy that you have to worry, get, worry about if you're Michigan State, is Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for Arizona State. He's their top guy. Six catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns against UTSA. It's going to be a big test for Michigan State's corners, especially without Josiah Scott. They looked okay against Utah State, but they were just burned for a lot of those quick inside routes. It was like a death by a 1,000 paper cuts. So I'm a little worried about this matchup here too.
1: Well, and – you know Utah State was more of like a fast-paced no-huddle offense, mm-hmm. you know. Arizona State I don't think is that high, but they are going to pass pretty much as much and it's it's a little scary if you're a Spartans fan, but my prediction is that the Spartans will be okay. It's going to be really tight, probably as tight as it was against Utah State, but I think the talent level will push Michigan State over the top.
0: Yeah, and, and the other difference is I guess it's similar cuz Utah State had a running quarterback. Manu Wilkins can run the ball too. Uh, he rushed. He only rushed for 28 yards but he really is a dual threat guy and dual threat quarterbacks always scare me because it seems like Michigan State doesn't know how to defend them they're not good against the no huddle not good against the spread quarterback so that scares me a lot too maybe they can make an adjustment from week one but it's going to be very similar I think to what we saw against Utah State only the talent level is going to be higher
2: well I don't. I'm glad you guys are here for the college football talk you guys can duke it out with that all I know about is it's going to be hot, and Herm's probably going to have his lucky socks on. So he has lucky socks. Have you seen that guy's wardrobe? No, I haven't. He's got to have lucky everything. He's the sock guru. Really? He'll have his lucky socks on. You guys are in trouble.
0: <laughs> and he plays to win the game. That's yeah, always concerning. I that
1: from oh that man. man. Yep. Well, if well, you think if Michigan State wins the game, will Mark Dantonio make that joke? No. No, no chance no chance he touches that he might not even
0: know about it <laughs> cuz he's just so probably entrenched not. in his own yeah, football world that he's not. never heard that he's, there's probably a lot of things football coaches in general have just never heard of in pop culture
2: well like, nick saban I've, I've i've heard him talk about that in in interviews mm-hmm. you know he gets asked about certain things he has no idea it's right. like how could you live on this planet and not have, you know
0: how do you not know there was an election no you that's what he said i didn't exactly. know there was an election yep. I, did, I forgot to vote yeah It's just too into football, you know? (laughs) Can't knock him for it. All right, so final predictions. Ryan, you said
1: Michigan State's going to win. Do you have a score for us? I'm going to go 24-17. Charlie?
2: I'm going to have to go... I'm going to take Arizona State just because I want them to win. Just because, you know, I'm a Badgers fan. Ouch. And... And... I don't know,
0: 28-24. 28-24. I've been going back and forth on this. I just think there is some way Michigan State pulls this out. They will. 31-30 is going to be the score. One point. One point. I have no faith, and that is a no-faith pick. I have no confidence in that.
1: In regard to the late start, how brutal is that? Oh, I mean, I was looking at the schedule, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be late. I'm thinking, oh, maybe 9, 9.30, nope. no, 11 is well, basically when it's going to kick off.
2: Do you guys know when they're traveling? Are they traveling there that day? I'm,
1: oh, they're definitely not going that day. No. They have to do with the
0: time adjustment. They're probably already there, if I had to guess. You would hope so. Uh, I would the, hope so.
2: Hopefully, the wouldn't make as big of a difference. but
0: Well, adjust to the weather, adjust to the time.
1: Well, didn't uh, Kyle Nystrom say? That his plan was to heat up the dome, if yeah. he could. He I'm couldn't. sure Michigan State
0: <laughs> heated up their practice facility or did something. I mean, it's pretty hot down in East Lansing anyway. They're they're going through a heat wave, but it's still different. It's a different kind of heat. You can't simulate a dry heat in Lansing. I mean, what are you going to do? Crank it up to 105,
2: 110? Yeah. The, the Suck out facility. all the
0: humidity. I Get don't a know. bunch of
2: dehumidifiers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jeez, I can't even imagine. Next up, Michigan versus western michigan big time rivalry matchup i know both teams 0 and one western lost a shootout to syracuse 55 to 42 last week uh the defense i mean clearly giving up 55 points not so good gave up 334 rushing yards this one is just gonna it should be a slaughter but will it be i think it will
1: be
2: yeah just
1: because they <laughs> Michigan played at times so bad, you know, I think there's just gonna be that motivation. We're gonna we got to make up for what we played, mm-hmm. you know. So, unfortunately for Western, they're the next person on the schedule, and they're just gonna get pounded. I don't think it's gonna be like a 50 point blowout, but I'm thinking I think at least by 30.
0: I I would think so too, and anything less would kind of be disappointing too. Especially now that they could probably get a run game going if Syracuse can. Michigan should be able to, you would think.
1: You know, if if you give up more than 50 points, yeah, you're going to find a way to get into the the end Mm -hmm. zone. What worries me is that O-line. It was terrible against Notre Dame. I mean, just awful. Shea Patterson was just crushed, like, on every play. And even if he did get the pass off, Mm -hmm. he was either shoved backwards, so it's just... That's the big concern with me. I think their running game is going to be fine. I think Patterson is going to be okay. It's more the line that worries me right now.
0: Right, and they need a big game to get that confidence back because they're supposed to have one of the better rushing attacks in the Big Ten. Shea Patterson was supposed to show some of that elusiveness and didn't really get much of a chance to because the offense was so conservative. I'd like to see some changes in the offense, too. Be more aggressive in the first half and take some chances so Braylon Edwards doesn't call you out for being scared.
2: Yeah, well i cannot believe how much good college football there is downstate there's just always you know when i'm watching nfl preseason football there's always guys from western and central and i'm like how many guys are mm-hmm. coming out of colleges downstate making it to the nfl yeah well, how, how about that possible
0: how about hard knock star brogan roback yeah. quarterback for eastern Michigan? exactly
2: western central eastern got it all covered mm-hmm. eastern, eastern
0: exists yeah they do <laughs> didn't they make a bowl last year
1: Two years ago, Two years I think to yeah. Oh, no. was it
0: the Bahamas Bowl or something, yeah. something great like that?
1: That
2: sounds like a good one to make.
0: <sighs> That's the best one.
1: The Popeye's Bahamas Bowl? I, would, I mean, if you're going to get a small bowl game, it's not the one you want. Yeah, oh, 100%.
0: <laughs> That's way better than the pinstripe bowl. We have to play outside in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> in the snow? No, thank you. Send me to the Bahamas Bowl. Even if it means having to lose the last game, I'd do that.
2: You look like you're ready to go to the Bahamas Bowl right now. I wouldn't mind. Or play some golf.
0: I wish I was going to the Bahamas play some golf.
2: Well, you're headed south.
0: Yeah, just not south enough. A couple thousand miles short. There a little bit. So, uh, also one guy to watch out for because you got to give some some love I some, guess some to Western. Western. Yeah, Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver, eight catches, two hundred and forty yards, and two touchdowns. If Michigan can contain him, I don't think Western has anything else. Probably not.
2: You better hope not. <laughs>
0: I guess. You better hope not. Yep. You have a score prediction for us, both
1: of you? I'm going to go 38-10, Michigan. Okay. Wait a minute. What? Oh. 38, I'll go 38-7, Because I said at least 30, so I'll go 38-7.
0: Fair. Okay.
2: Charlie? 42-21, Michigan.
0: I'm going to go 31-7,
2: Michigan. You guys don't think you can put up any points, huh? They've got to prove it. I,
1: here's another thing: if Michigan blows out Western, does it mean anything?
2: No, <laughs>
1: it, it's a it's
0: a lose lose scenario. <laughs> they should, yeah.
1: If they do blow out Western,
0: we say okay, that's what we expected. Exactly. We not we're not going to give you any credit for that. If they don't blow them out, they say, "Wow, your team still stinks." <laughs> and if they lose, I mean, there the might be actual over. there might be actual riots in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Season would be over. So they. There's there's no real big win here unless they win by 70.
2: If they lose, is Harbaugh fired?
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> they got too much money invested in yeah,
0: him. Yeah. He's got four years left on his contract. Okay. I think his buyout's about $15 million. Yet,
1: you know, Michigan fans, I don't know, they're getting annoyed with Harbaugh, but, you know. It, well, you know, getting back to does it matter, you know, it really doesn't. I mean, yeah, you're in the win column, but who's coming up next you're gonna have probably a more competitive game you know probably i mean it's hard not to yeah i mean it's congratulations you pounded a mac team mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah it's nice to get back you're one and one but
0: yeah they have smu coming up next and better game better but not not that hey, great
2: i i was trying not to do this but i know i was going to it was inevitable i am nervous about brigham young this weekend
0: for Wisconsin? Yes. Because they're the Wisconsin of the West?
2: Yes. We talked about that on whatever day it was. Mm-hmm.
0: It's true. They are. I mean, if you think oh. of Wisconsin and Brigham Young, pretty much the same thing.
1: Just different states. And they yeah. played them
2: tough, was it last year, the year before? Ooh. Yeah.
1: Makes me nervous, but they'll do it. They'll get it done. I'm, I'm assuming football programs. Yes. Because Madison's a massive party town, and there's no booze that be BYU. Good point. In, <laughs> in terms of their football programs. Yes, they're very similar. That's but, what I was talking about. Yeah. I'm just clarifying
0: yes. something. Yeah, you're right. The, the actual cities around there, <laughs> little little different. Different,
1: yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying on a football program. Yeah. I mean, they're there. They're always tough to beat. The competitions, always, I mean, Wisconsin's, like, kind of overlooked you know Michigan gets the people are focused on them just because they're Michigan Michigan State because they've been on the rise they get looked at Ohio State's just been consistently good Mich- Wisconsin's just like they're a good team but they're overshadowed by other teams
2: they're a great team okay they can just- <laughs> <laughs> he was good with that I'm they wondering. just
1: never
0: win the big game
2: <laughs> that's not true they slaughtered Florida in the orange or yeah in the orange bowl last year could've they won the, the college, orange bowl
0: could have been in the college football playoff
2: they won, the they, lost, they, they won the orange bowl. They won. They won the orange bowl last year. That was a successful season. Win the we'll take it. win
0: the big game and then and then we'll talk.
2: So, does that that means they must win the Big 10 championship this year?
0: Yeah, if you want to consider yourself elite,
2: it's going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin, yet again. Probably they'll the, get it done.
0: The matchup everybody's tired of cuz it's the same outcome every single time. They'll get it done. Uh I'm skeptical. When we come back. I like his confidence, though. Well, yeah, he's confident. That doesn't mean he's right. It's kind of delusional sometimes. Third time's
2: of charm, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going off it's of.
0: Gotta be at this point. I'm hoping. When we come back, we've got an interview with a couple of the members of the Dead River Derby.
2: Who are they coming in? They were already here.
0: Oh, you missed them. Oh, but we're gonna play it. What else it. is new? We're gonna play it <laughs> now. Okay. Stay tuned here on the Sports Fan. Now back to the Sports Pen, here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us here on the Sports Pen. I'm Blake Froling. We are presented by John's Auto Marquette. Play the $100,000 pigskin payday all season long at Ojibwa Casino, Baraga, and Marquette. We're now joined by Glory Sparks and Pepper from the Dead River Derby. Guys, since it's been since about June since you've been in here, tell us what you've been up to since then.
3: We have been having a great season undefeated season at this point so we're really excited we've got a bout coming up tomorrow night at lakeview arena and we're going to bring up flint roller derby we're really excited to have that happen because they are a tough team and we've had a great season full of lots of wins like i said but i feel like this is one of our strongest points
0: what makes you say that
3: we have a great strategy that's working well for our team with good communication we've got Uh, veteran skaters on the floor. We've got a few new skaters that are learning, and they have just incorporated really well into our team, and uh, we've got some really strong walls and some very fierce jammers, so we're looking forward to Mm -hmm.
4: seeing what we can do against Flint.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Pepper, what have you seen to make you think that you guys are kind of at at your peak almost?
4: Well, a lot of it... um is coming down to our attitudes. We, everybody seems to be all in this season, which is something that we've struggled with in the past. Um, and uh, it, it, we're just really coming together as a team. Uh, and it feels really good. We have the most players we've had in uh, years and uh, the strongest players. We have a lot. We have 10 veteran skaters at, at this point.
0: hmm so you have the, the match come up Friday night, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock doors open, 7 o'clock is when it starts against Flint. You were telling me before that they're one of the better teams as well. Can you give us a little preview of what we can expect to see?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Flint will by far be the toughest team that we play all season. Uh, they, uh, we've had uh, two games with them uh, in the past. In two, 2015 at Michigan's Mitten Kitten Tournament, we beat them uh, for the Division Two title, um, and then two years later, in April of 2017, we played them down on their turf, and they beat us. Um, they have since uh, had some fantastic coaching. Uh, they've worked really, really hard. Um, again, they're all in as well. You could just tell we, we have a lot of similarities our teams do. We have incredible amount of respect for each other um, and, and their play and their skills and their dedication. Um, and uh, this this will be uh, the test of how uh, we're doing this season, and uh, it'll be a great game leading up to the Michigan Mitten Kitten Tournament in October.
0: We're talking with Pepper and Glory Sparks from the Dead River Derby again Friday night. Doors open at 6 at Lakeview Arena. Starts at 7 against Flint. You want to be there. Now, you guys were telling me before we came on, uh, kind of in between a couple of the games, you did a training camp with Miracle Whips. Now, tell us, who it is, and how beneficial that was.
4: Miracle Whips uh, is an amazing skater. If you know anything about roller derby, you are going to know who Miracle Whips is. She's a fantastic trainer. Uh, She trains um, hundreds and hundreds of uh, derby players all over the world. She travels all over the world. Uh, She plays for Montreal, which I believe right now is uh, uh, ranked right around number six in the world. Uh, They'll be going to the um, uh, championships this season. Um, and she is just a fantastic person, and she came here in Little Marquette uh, to train us. And um, we had a private training session with her on a Friday night, and then we had an uh, all-day, I believe it was an eight-hour session, with uh, about 40 of our closest uh, friends that uh, skate uh, all over Michigan and Wisconsin and um,
3: And to give you an idea about Miracle Whips and her popularity, we didn't even have a chance to go Facebook event live. The event was sold out before we even gathered the info to go online. So just to give you an idea, and we had skaters from Wisconsin and skaters from downstate and um, Minnesota. Minnesota came. And so we had a variety of skaters come to the area just because she was so fierce and she's a great athlete to watch as well as learn from. So... We were able to have a whole private session, like Pepper was saying, with DRD, and I think that's going to really change some of our outlook on strategy, and it was really beneficial to us.
4: It was a great mid-season reboot for us, so it gave us a whole new um, uh, excitement to train and work hard for. Mm -hmm.
0: Were there a couple of specific things you learned or maybe got better at? that you, uh, uh, during that session that you want to tell us about?
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, uh, learned some great strategies that we won't tell anybody That's until you see it Friday night. I figured. <laughs> She's got some great
3: footwork though. And one of her big, uh, big points is that to be able to just fluidly move with the movements and don't commit overly to one spot. I mean, uh, commit and be fierce, um, be active. But if that hole closes, if that blocker gets in your way, if you're receiving a hit that you weren't expecting, just kind of morph with it and move around. And it was a really excellent point of, you know, derby is just so fast paced. I don't know how many people come to our bouts and say, I loved it, but I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. You just kept going around and around. (laughs) But that's kind of how Derby is. You can't really go out there and be like, this is the play we're going to do because not everybody will actually be in the spot that you want Mm -hmm. them to for that to happen. And so she did a really good job of opening her eyes of, well, if that didn't work, then do something like this or do something like this. And it was just a way for Newer skaters as well as veterans to really evaluate their tactics on the track.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, I understand you guys are also looking for new skaters for 2019 as well? Well,
3: sure. We love new skaters. Mm -hmm. And with Dead River Derby, they can stop in any time. We've got a great membership crew going right now to help them out. Um, We find some used gear to kind of let them try out the quad skates and see how it's going to be and a way to... Uh, you know join us and get in there and this fall is a great time you know our season is ramping up for the tournament but other than that between october and um, january we really put a lot of focus into footwork and our newer skaters and strategy and things like that so it's a great time to join if anybody's been sitting there going i don't know summer was so busy i didn't really Mm -hmm. think about getting down there there's always
4: a good time to join derby
0: now how can they join
4: just message us on Facebook, and usually within about 15 minutes, uh, one of us will be answering you and um, uh, letting you know how how it works. So you can uh, we have open recruitment, which means you could start. Any time, any time we have practice, you can start. Mm-hmm. And we'll have somebody there with you and letting you know uh, everything that's required. And um, and then you get to just have fun and learn to skate. And we love to teach new skaters. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're talking Dave De- De- Derby here with Pepper and Glory Sparks. Again, you can go see them at Lakeview Arena Friday night. Uh, doors open at 6 Starts at 7, so you want to be there a little early. I understand you're having a, a tap takeover as well from Ordock.
4: Yes, Ordoc. Uh, Pike Distributing in Ordoc. Um, we are doing a, a, a tap takeover with four craft beers from the Ordoc mm. Brewing Company. We have a Kolsch style lager, a Belgium pale ale, New England style IPA, and a sour pale mm. ale, which is called Star Pass, which is a strategy in roller derby, so we are excited that we got to name that.
0: What is what is it?
4: The star is the what is on the jammer
3: helmet cover, and when there is a successful star pass, the jammer removes the helmet cover and passes it to the pivot, and then the pivot then would become the jammer or the point scorer of that jam. And so there is uh, importance of having a star pass take place. It's mm-hmm. usually a great strategy move, and generally we try to make it sneaky so that the other team doesn't know that it's going to happen.
0: Okay, so you get a beer after it, too, makes mm-hmm. it even better. Uh, you are also you also. Uh, pick charities it seems like each time to benefit for the the matches you've got Superior Arts Youth Theater tell us a little bit about them and and what what the money will support.
4: Superior Arts Youth Theater is a charity that is near and dear to my heart Um, if you are not familiar with it they Uh, Their mission is to empower young people through performance arts, education, and the creation of outstanding theatrical and musical art. And boy, do they do it well. Uh, If you've never been to one of their productions, um, uh, you know, you might think, oh, it's uh, like a, you know, a school-aged children's play. But but they do it. They are absolute professionals. It's amazing what these the productions that they put on. So it's a great. Um, it's a five hundred one c three. If you're thinking about uh, a place to donate to for the holidays, it, it doesn't get any better than supporting the uh, kids in our community. It really
3: helps. You know, so many of our children in our area are so active in a variety of things, and I don't know a single family that doesn't know somebody in the Superior youth arts theater and it's really very cool and they're going to come to our bout they're going to sing our national anthem for us as well as provide a halftime show so we're really excited to show off their amazing talents Mm -hmm. and join with them so that's really fun
0: nice so it's a good cause make sure you get out there and join anything else Do we miss anything here what do you want to cover
3: well it's a big thing that our derby bout is going to be happening on friday versus saturday so a lot of our uh Regular fans are going to be gearing up for Saturday, but Beer Fest is going on mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on in Marquette this weekend. So we are going to do it on Friday and we'll have Senior's Food Truck there. We've got the beer available. Um, so and of course, kids 12 and under are always free and mm-hmm. the bouncy house is available. Great time to have fun family derby event right there at Lakeview Arena this Friday. Mm-hmm.
4: And this is also uh, the one event of the year that we have a meet and greet uh, after the roller derby bout, so immediately following, it's right at Lakeview Arena, right in uh, in our beer garden, just off the side of the track, and uh, you'll be able to uh, meet uh, and greet the skaters from both teams, the refs, the the non-skating officials, our volunteers, and all of our fans, and we all just get together and have a really good time, and uh, you know, talk about derby or you know anything else, mm-hmm. right?
0: So make sure you get out there, Lakeview Arena, Friday night. Doors open at six, starts at seven. Don't be late. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks, Been a Blake, for having, fun.
4: Us. Thanks yeah. for having Thanks us.
3: Thanks for
0: having us. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Play the one hundred thousand dollar pigskin payday all season long at Ojibwa Casino, Beraga, and Marquette. Blake Froling here with Ryan Steeg and Charlie Bremer. Uh, give us a call. We can't.
2: Well, Blake, I came for the live reads. Yeah? I forgot to say, hey, man, give me them live reads.
0: Too late. Too late. <laughs> Sorry. That's
2: me day late, a couple inches short.
0: Yep, maybe maybe next time. <laughs> All right. We've got our NFL picks, Packers, Lions. Since I won't be here on Monday, we've got to make our picks now. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sunday night as well. Taking on your Packers, taking on the Bears. That's
2: already in the bank, earning interest. I don't know. Maybe you
0: should be a little little, little,
2: little nervous. Oh, my God. Uh, Khalil Mack's going to take over the NFC North.
0: Man, you're going to feel so bad if Mack just absolutely destroys Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be all on you.
2: How are you going to feel when David Bakhtiari just shuts down Khalil Mack like he does every other great pass rusher
0: Won't care. Exactly. (laughs) Really? That's
2: how I feel about Khalil Mack. Okay.
0: Let's start with... The Packers game, since it's chronologically first. Not because it means more. It does it, mean more, because though. Because it doesn't. But it does, kind of. So,
2: That's why it's first.
0: Kind of to recap, uh, I said that this was the most overrated rivalry, I think, in the NFL.
2: Well, it might be right now. And and they don't really call it a rivalry anymore. Last night, Al Michaels referred to it as the the most played... I can't remember what... It was an Al Michaels thing. Well, yeah, they played the most. It was the most frequented... Affair, NFL affair, however he put it.
0: But it's not a rivalry. I mean, it is, but well, it's, nobody cares.
2: The Bears would have to be... Aaron Rodgers said when he, came, when he took over as a starter, I think they were 12 games behind the Bears in the overall standings, in the overall series. He said, before I leave, we're going to take this. Mm. And he, they already have. So, yeah, it hasn't been a rivalry for Part of that is because
0: the Bears have been pretty bad.
1: Isn't like don't the Bears consider the Packers more their rival than the Pack? I think the Packers see the Vikings more as a rival. Oh, definitely. Yes, there's no doubt.
0: Mm-hmm. Big time. It seems like it's a very localized rivalry. People outside the Midwest, well, don't I don't think don't, care about this game. Don't
2: you remember the 2013 Randall Cobb last play of the game? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there's been some good games. Oh, I'm not saying the there's been good five, games. Five six years. Yeah, that kind of made it a rivalry for a little while mm-hmm. again.
0: I'm not excited about it.
2: In 2010, last game of the year, the Packers had to beat the Bears to get in the playoffs. Then they beat them in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make it a rivalry?
0: Maybe eight years ago. Okay. <laughs> Both teams have to be enough. good for it to be a rivalry. The Bears have been terrible.
2: So are the Packers-Lions more of a rivalry right now than the Packers-Bears? Yes. I would agree with that.
0: It goes probably Packers-Vikings, then Packers-Lions, then Packers-Bears. Okay. That would be the order. Uh,
1: looking at the game, I think with Aaron Rodgers back, I don't think you can actually pick the Bears to win this oh, game. Oh, no,
2: absolutely not. And <laughs> I like not. that. I like that. Leave it to Ryan to get back to things. I like that. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, I, I enjoyed your guys' conversation. I was just like, I just that was an idea that I thought. Yeah,
0: no, I don't think the Bears are going to win this game. I think it's going to be very close. Yeah. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Because no. Because even when the Bears are bad, they always get close they always scare the Packers at least once a year. It's not always both games, but once a year, they give them a scare. So I think this is going to be their scare.
2: Are they going to add Caleb Haney to the active roster tomorrow and bring him off the bench for the third quarter so they can make it a close game I late in the game? Don't think so. No? Don't think it's going Do to Do you happen. even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> not really. Okay. I think about- Go back, watch... Watch that uh, NFC Championship game.
0: Was he the one who came in for Jay yes, Cutler? Cutler
1: and, got
2: and hurt. And tore it oh, up. Oh, yeah. And he tore it up, and,
0: yeah. And Cutler was just kind of chilling out on the sideline, not yeah. looking too hurt? No. More like, I didn't want to play? Yep. Okay.
1: That's Jay Cutler in a nutshell.
0: Sorry, there were so many forgettable back quarterbacks <laughs> for the Bears. So
2: is he out of the league now, actually, for good, Jay Cutler?
0: First time in 12 or 13 years he wasn't on an NFL roster. Wow. End
1: of an era.
2: Bring it back, Ryan.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, um... But, yeah, I don't think you can pick against Rodgers in week one. I think he's amped. The Packers are celebrating their 100th season. Uh, Isn't it technically their 99th, though? It's well,
0: the 99th year of the NFL. How can it be no, the Packers' 100th?
1: It's, well,
2: it's uh, it's a weird, yeah, how they're looking at it. At the end of this season, then they'll have 100 in the books. Does that make sense?
0: So, 99th year, but there's no season zero, if that makes sense. Because
2: their first season was 1919, so then when this season is over, then they will have played 100 schedules worth of football.
0: Okay. Even though it was 99 years. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I think that's right. I hope. That sounds right. I'm not a math guy, so.
2: See, this is where we need to be live right now. We'd have Greg call in. He would know. (laughs) I don't care enough. It makes sense.
0: Consensus is Green Bay for everybody here. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you guys want to give
1: scores for this?
0: No,
2: it's already in the bank or in an interest.
0: Okay. Well, you're <laughs> not giving a score, Ryan. Do you have a score?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, with Rogers back. I, I was gonna say the Packers are probably going to score more points. I'm gonna go 35-20. Ooh,
0: 35-20. Packers. I'm gonna go. I think
1: they're gonna pull away early, and then Packers are gonna. The Bears are gonna have to try to rally and. 28-21.
2: Green Bay. Just because you got a little spot for me up there, I'm going to go 34-17 Packers.
0: It's staying empty. Okay, that's fine. You declined your opportunity. I'll remember it, though.
2: Good for you. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. I might remember.
0: That's that's doubtful. Let's get over the
1: Lions. Let's get over the Lions. Yes.
0: Monday night football. A terrible Monday night football matchup. If I'm a national fan, if I'm a fan outside of Detroit or New York, this matchup does not excite me.
2: No, with the Jets... Darnold starting at quarterback, right? There you go. Yeah, that's something. That's
0: something. The but the Jets the stink. The Jets stink. The well, Lions yeah. are irrelevant. Stu got just said. Yeah, on yep. a national scale, they do are. you think people care about the Lions? No. What about them is appealing? I, I,
1: they're a good team. They're average. I don't say average. I they're think average. they're a good team. Nine and seven. I told them to make the playoffs this year.
2: Well, they're not. They're an average team with an above-average quarterback. So, yes. What does that mean? <sighs>
0: That's fair. That they're slightly above average.
2: Okay.
1: I think basically because of that above-average quarterback, I think the Lions will probably cruise on this one.
0: <sighs> they should. On paper, they should cruise. Those Jets. Man, I think they, they will. The
2: good defense.
0: They do. No matter who's on that team, they always put together a good defense.
2: defense. The
0: the Lions are going to win this game, but it is not going to be a blowout. Yep. It should be a blowout, but the Lions' defense stinks. So Sam Donald, is. I think he's actually going to have a pretty solid debut. I think he's going to be pretty okay. good.
2: Well, and uh, did you, were you listening to Stugatz before? No. He's giving his little ESPN update. Monday Night Football, Jets, line, that's a loss. He's a Jets fan. Oh, so. okay. Jets fans are pretty confident their team will lose so
0: just like lions fans are skeptical whenever they're favored
2: exactly it's kind of like the same thing yeah they're similar fan bases i feel like
0: yeah both burned too many times except they have a super bowl lions (laughs) fans don't even though it was number three it still counts yeah i
2: didn't even remember that actually till you (laughs) mentioned it that they had a super bowl
0: yep so they have the upper hand although did, did they, they barely missed out on Peyton Manning, I think, so that's got to hurt them back in the day. So, I don't know. They almost tried to trade for him, I think.
2: I don't know. They were giving the NFL fits. See what I did there? Seems easy, but it's not. I don't think you even see what I did there.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> score prediction, Jets-Lions. Lions 31, Jets 17. Okay. Charlie?
2: That sounds like such a good score, but I can't copy, so I'm going to go... 34 21 Lions.
0: I thought you were going to go like 32 18 or something. Just go prices right up. When on. was the
2: last time you saw that as a score? That would be. How would that even happen? Let's not get into that.
0: Three touchdowns without an extra point.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, you're good at this.
0: Five touchdowns with one extra point? See
2: how quickly he two, just no, gets extra off the. Yeah. With, with me around, he's just, man, bad influences here.
0: Yeah. This one is going to be 28-24.
2: Wow, that close, huh?
0: Close game. I don't trust the Lions' defense. Then maybe it, they'll get a late pick against if, Darnold.
2: If it's going to be that close of a game, it won't be that high scoring. The Jets' only way to win this game, or for it to be close, is with their defense.
0: That's what normally I would say, but since the Lions' defense thinks they can't get a pass rush, I think Darnold is going to be all right, and he's going to keep them in the game.
2: And this is it right here. If the Jets score a defensive touchdown, they'll win the game. If not, they will lose.
0: Okay. That's a solid hot take. I'll, I'll take that. Let's get to the rest of our NFL picks. Uh we're going if you don't if you weren't with us last season, Ryan and I did the whole season, every single game. I was listening. I won I believe the season tally.
1: Yes. It was close.
0: It was he surprisingly close. You'd think by, the, by 16 or 17 weeks there'd be some separation, but mm-hmm. we were pretty close. Yeah, I'll give you that.
2: Where's your guys' lead dog statue? Do you have one of those? No. Okay.
0: It's a, it's a moral victory. Okay. That's all I need. Pride. Pride.
2: I have no morals. Does that mean I can win? <laughs> Probably not. Okay.
0: All right, let's get to the picks. Uh, quickly run through these. First game, Steelers at Browns. I never pick Cleveland. That's a rule. <laughs> I've learned from you. It actually worked. You were perfect on Browns games. Yeah. Oh man, I think I picked them once or twice yeah. last year. All They're right, follow the rule. All right, so you got the Steelers, Charlie.
2: We're not putting down scores. Nope just just picks. Man, if this if the Browns were ever gonna steal a game, steal see game. what I did there. Yep. I had to do it again. Man, it's gonna be this one. The Steelers are just their locker rooms in disarray. The Browns are coming out. It's the new-look Browns, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to get this one.
0: You're picking the Browns? Browns. Okay, now I'm nervous because I was going to pick the Browns, but if two people out of three pick the Browns to win a game, feels like it's not going to happen.
2: Well, I, if the Browns do win, I get credit for two on this one.
1: Okay, that's fair. Impossible. I'm possible. Remember that? That's right. (laughs) That that bent our brains for a while. That's the Browns. No, I haven't heard
2: that. Yeah, impossible
0: means
1: I'm possible. Yeah, that was the Browns. Yep.
0: So I was going to pick the Browns, but two people doing it. No,
1: can't do it. I'm going back to the Steelers. Okay. Bengals at Colts. Indianapolis. uh, More sentimental because I used to live there. But uh, I think Luck's actually going to come out strong. He wants to win badly. He's back in the lineup. I think he's going to have a pretty big game.
2: The Bengals were embarrassed last year. They were a much better team than their record showed. Bengals are going to take it.
0: I'm torn on this one. If Luck stays healthy the whole game, because I'm still not certain he can take a couple hits, I'm going to go with Indy. But it's going to be a close game. Red Rocket is going to keep him in. Okay. Is it Red Rocket or the Red, Red Rifle. Rifle? Sorry. Same thing. Red Rocket was Matt Bonner from the NBA. <laughs> 49ers at your Minnesota Vikings.
1: Um, I think this. I think... Of the, all, all the 1 o'clock games, this is the best of the 1 o'clock games. I think it's going to be very pretty competitive. I like Jimmy G, but it's in Minnesota. Minnesota's still upset over how the NFC Championship went. I think they're going to go with it, and they're going to win probably by two scores. Yeah,
2: the Vikings will take it, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I don't trust San Francisco yet. I'm not on that bandwagon like everybody else seems to be, so I'm going with the Vikings.
1: Texans at Patriots. Do we really need to go through this? Well, yeah.
0: The Texans <laughs> are good. They're a trendy pick. Deshaun Watson's back. You don't have faith in them. JJ
1: Watt's back. Yes. No. You don't like. Okay. New England. Easily. I think probably by three, uh, three scores. Wow. Okay, Charlie. It's not
2: going to be three scores. But the Patriots will win.
1: All right. It's well, on, it's in Foxborough too. I'm
0: going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Houston wins. Tom Brady, the, the the talks about is he past his prime, they start right after this game. Okay. After they lose. Late Brady interception, maybe. No, no, no. Strip sack. That's what's going to happen. Okay. J.J. Watt. Going to get in there. Is he over the hill? I don't know. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to be on ESPN tomorrow, on Monday after the Texans win. Buccaneers at Saints.
1: New Orleans. Uh, Drew is coming off a playoff berth. They should have. Won that game over Minnesota, so I'll go, min- I'll go. New Orleans.
2: Yeah, haven't the Saints just been terrorizing the Buccaneers for years now? Bucs stink. Yeah,
0: that's that's it. And they're they're playing without Jameis Winston because he's suspended. Who's their backup? Does that's anybody a good know? Question.
2: They're going to be is Ryan them, Fitzpatrick. Still what in I was. The are they <laughs> going to be giving him fits That's why you said that. There, you. I was hoping I would have an opportunity to. But explain. he's not on
0: the Jets. I'm, I don't even know who's going to be be is the starter.
2: Did you skip the Titans game?
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. He will be the starter. I did not skip any game. It's just later on in here. I no, think. No, you skipped did I skip it? it. You
2: got to scroll up, man. Oh,
0: sorry. Titans. Oh, sorry. The game of the week. There you go. <laughs> Titans
2: at Dolphins. I wanted to talk about how physical of a football team the Titans are. It's impressive.
0: Exotic Smash Mouth.
1: That's what they called it last year. There's nothing exotic offense. about it. All right, what's the pick then? Tennessee, I, playoff team. They beat, they upset the Chiefs. The the Chiefs beat themselves <laughs> in that okay. game. Andy Reid beat
0: himself,
2: in
1: which that is game. a common thing. with Very Andy common.
0: Reed. What do you got? Titans. Yeah, physical. The, the Dolphins are gonna stink.
2: Titans play football the right way.
0: Jim Lejoy, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but your Dolphins stink. Let's go down Jaguars at Giants.
1: You know. If the Jaguars hadn't had a successful year, I'd say this is going to be a terrible game, but I think your boy Blake Bortles. About yeah, I think uh puts him over the top. I think Jalen Ramsey will eventually get lit up at some point this year and he'll stop talking. Okay. Um It's not going to be this week though.
2: No, sir, you're right about the Jalen Ramsey thing. <laughs> this guy, where did he come from? All of a sudden just owns the NFL. He's good. He's good, but he's not that good. Um I'm going to have to take the Jags, though, but it's going to be a good game.
0: I'm going Jags. They're my team, outside of the Lions. They're going to be my team. Bills at Ravens. Nathan Peterman show. Baltimore
1: because it's the Nathan Peterman show. Over under five picks in the first half. (laughs) I think he at least throws three. Oh, okay. (laughs) Charlie?
2: I'm going to have to go Ravens just because the Ravens looked good last year and they destroyed the Packers at Lambeau, and I had to sit through it agonizingly. Hey,
0: they destroyed the Lions, too.
2: Oh, man, that was just agonizing sitting there.
0: I'm going Ravens as well. This is a sneaky good game. Chiefs at
1: Chargers. Kansas City. I I, I don't trust the Chargers. Like, when we first started doing this... You know, and Maureen and I did this, I would pick the Chargers consistently, and I'd get burned every mm-hmm. time I picked them. So, okay. unless they're playing like Cleveland, <laughs> you know, I other don't, rule. yeah, I don't pick the Chargers. Okay.
2: Um, if it was a playoff game, my pick might be different, but it's regular season, so I'll take the Chargers.
1: Okay. In I, the soccer stadium. Yes. <laughs> I'm
0: all in on Phil Rivers this year. I think okay. he's having a big year. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sold on Pat Mahomes yet. I want to see something from them. That's a good point. So I'm going Chargers. Seahawks at Broncos.
1: You know, just remember, like, wasn't it a couple of years ago this could be just such a big game? No, it's terrible. No, it's terrible. Seattle, just because Russell Wilson and I don't. Denver's falling so off. I like their defense still, but their offense is awful.
2: Seahawks, exactly what he said. Russell Wilson and the few remaining defensive players they have.
1: I'm going to go with Denver.
0: I like. I think Case Keenum is going to be all right. He's going to be better than the quarterbacks Denver has had the past couple of years. I don't.
2: I wouldn't bet on that. I'm betting
0: on it. Okay. He took the Vikings. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as he was last year, but he's an upgrade from Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, and Brock Osweiler. So I think they're going to be all right. They're an eight and eight team.
1: Redskins at Cardinals. I'm not confident in it, but I'm going Arizona because I think cause the Redskins lost your boy Kirk. Your yep. your first boy. Blake is your second boy. You know? Yes, that's fair. Fair mm-hmm. to say. yeah.
2: But they got Alex Smith, though. So are you going to pick him? So isn't that a... It's a downgrade. Is it a downgrade? Yes. Yeah, okay, I could agree with that. The Skins are going to miss him. I'll take the Cardinals. The Cardinals were also better than their record last year.
0: I'm going cards. Defense is all right. They get David Johnson back. Sam Bradford is a good quarterback when he's healthy, and they've yeah. got uh, Josh Rosen behind him, so they'll be all right. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. Cardinals win that one. Cowboys at
1: Panthers, Carolina. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that I'm is gonna, a good game. I'm going to go Carolina. I I like Cam, you know, and I'm not. Panthers aren't great, but I think they're better in Dallas.
2: Is Julius Peppers back with the Panthers this year? I think so. Then I'll take Carolina.
0: You know, this is a close one. The D- Dallas is a trendy pick to make the playoffs this year, but their wide receivers are terrible, and I don't trust they their rely, defense. They
1: rely on Elliott so much.
0: Right, and their offensive line is banged up already, so I'm going with the Panthers.
2: Did I pick just about every single game as you? No, we were okay. all pretty similar. You picked, the, you picked the
1: Chargers.
0: We got okay, one that's left. Right, that's mm-hmm. right. We got oh, one left. one more? The second Monday night game. Oh, that's Rams, right. Rams at Raiders.
1: You know, I never thought that I would be picking the Rams at this point, you know, but I like they made the playoffs last year. I like their offense. I'll go Rams over Raiders.
2: Man, in on a Madden game, that Rams roster is looking real good. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, did you really think John Gruden would have already... You know, just with the just thing. destroyed the Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's would taken so a couple years. I thought that there would still be more hype left for the Raiders before mm-hmm. his first regular season game, but it's already kind of gone. So I'll go with the Rams.
0: Rams are my Super Bowl pick, so I'm going to go with them. Oh, okay. that's terrible. <laughs> I'm final, terrible too. Final segment coming up. We'll try to squeeze in some funnies and say goodbye since it's my last episode. Stick with us on the sports pen. Now, back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Play the $100,000 Pigskin Payday all season long at Ojibwe Casino, Barriga, and Marquette. Final segment here on the Sports Pen. Your final live read, that my was. final live read. And you didn't screw it up. Didn't screw it up. We have our final Friday funnies coming up. Got a couple good ones. Then the grand finale. Yep. So if you're just joining us, this is my last show. Headed downstate to Midland to work for another ESPN radio station. So we'll get into all that in a little bit. But we have but, two Friday Funnies. Because I couldn't do my last show without getting to our usual Friday Funnies. Oh, yeah. Right? So, it's the highlight of the week. you yes, got to
1: keep it, it,
2: up. it truly, coming from an actual sports pen listener, the Friday Funnies <laughs> were your guys' equivalent to gold.
0: Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So let's get into the big one. Uh... Mario and Pemba and Rod Allen, the two TV broadcasters for the Detroit Tigers, got into a physical altercation after the game a couple days ago. What? Yeah, they fought each other.
2: So, wait. So, it was Mario and, and Rod, Rod Allen. Allen. Is yep. that the black guy? He's the color announcer. Okay. Wait. Now <laughs> so, you've now you've confused <laughs> no, me. The okay.
0: color announcer and the play-by-play guy. Mario and Pemba, Michigan State guy by the way.
2: Okay.
1: I am Panda. I know Everybody's what you- Play by play. Rod Allen is color.
0: So, apparently, these two have been kind of feuding secretly for years. For years.
2: So, Rod Allen is the black guy. Yes. yes. Okay, and now they I know finally,
0: who <laughs> Finally, tensions boiled over. There was one report that said that it was a fight over a chair in the broadcast booth, and then things just went crazy Dude, after I'm that.
2: I'm not going to lie. Rod Allen, early in the year, he was getting into it with... Uh, there was some guys doing the post game. Um, it was a former player, who's that? Craig Monroe? Craig Monroe him and Craig Monroe were had some hard beef, man. It was tough beef. And I was just it was so weird. Yeah. And Rod Craig was trying to crush it and Rod just kept it going. So what's up with him? What's what's his deal? He's, He's an angry got some guy.
0: Angry
1: anger issues and, maybe. And
2: Mario, it's like, how could you get mad at Mario? What's the deal? I don't know. He just seems like such a nice guy.
1: Who won the fight? Uh, considering a lot of people are blaming rod i'm gonna
0: say mario <laughs> i feel like in the physical fight itself rod would win no problem that's what i was thinking mario is so unathletic and rod was a former player
2: and he still looks like he's in somewhat physical yep. condition mario knew
0: yep so he won that one but maybe in the grand scheme of scheme of things probably loses
2: so what's the deal is it all over
0: i don't know there, there was a game there they were not on the game th- uh wednesday they were off thursday so we'll see if they're back on Friday. Did they, they
2: didn't have, who is that, Kirk Gibson? Yeah. They didn't have him filling in, did they? Kirk Gibson and oh, Matt Shepard. Oh, no. He's good. I'm glad I wasn't listening. He's an acquired taste. Kirk Gibson? Yeah. I... Another
0: Michigan State guy. Oh, you my gotta, goodness. Got to respect. All right. Our final Friday funny before we get into the sappy stuff. A minor league baseball team in Alabama is changing its name to the Rocket City Trash Pandas. What is a trash panda? A raccoon. Really? That's what... Oh, that makes sense like, There he they goes like to again. They dig in the garbage. Uh, oh. Yeah.
2: And they're super cute. They make, great, they make great pets, man. I've had pet raccoons. They're incredible. <laughs> That's a joke, right? No, they're incredible. They're incredible pets. They're like having a dog and a cat all in one.
0: That's not true at all.
2: Yes, it is true. they <laughs> hope, like, hope you got a like, rabies like, shot once it's a, a week. Like, it's like having a dog, a cat, a monkey, and a bear all Terrible. in one pet.
0: Terrible. By the way, Great Lakes Loons, the team I'm going to be working for, they temporarily changed their name to the Camels. Why? Uh, Because they came up with Rally Camel. That's been their rallying thing for a while. So they're like, hey, let's just make some jerseys out of it.
2: I thought it was going to be like some kind of a cigarette (laughs) promotion. No, not
0: Camel Cigarettes. Camel's (laughs) the animal.
1: With... But well, I was gonna say, minor league teams are just fun because oh, yeah. they come up with creative stuff. Love it. I mean, like there's, I think there's like the Montgomery Biscuits, where their mascot actually is a biscuit, the Baby Cakes. Yeah, the Baby Cakes, Jumbo Shrimp. And there's um, the Greenville, South Carolina Swamp Rabbits. Yep. good mean, t- good time. The Merman. For which team is that?
2: <laughs> I can't remember. It's in it's in uh, the East Coast somewhere. Okay, that's the one that. Uh, Eastbound and Down, that guy played for. Oh, four. okay. But they're a real team.
1: The Rumble Ponies, where Those Tim good used to play.
0: I mean, it's they're good fun. you got
1: you got to yeah. be creative uh-huh. if you want to get people to pay attention. Yeah. To well, and games. that's
2: one of the things. Nobody pays attention to minor league baseball. It hasn't changed in how long. It's just stayed fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everything else is getting terrible. Minor league baseball has stayed fantastic. It's pure. How about that? Very pure. And American.
0: All right. A couple minutes left. Time to say goodbye to everybody. Before I go... I wrote a little something. Okay. I didn't, didn't want to forget it. Like a poem or? No. <laughs> a haiku okay. about my exit. No. Uh, okay. I don't think
2: I'll. I don't know what a haiku is. So Nobody, I think I'm people lost. would just be like, I'm
0: done with this. They'd just turn off the radios if I said haiku. Maybe get like the, the bongos going. Okay. You know, it'd be like a no, okay. we're not doing that. No, but I mean, this experience here in the UP has been absolutely phenomenal. Better than I could have ever imagined it to be. I've learned so much. Being here, doing the show, I believe this is episode four hundred and twenty five that i 've done in my time here, and I think i 've gotten a lot better. I remember the first time I did the show by myself, I was drenched in sweat after five minutes, and I ran through my material so fast I just had no idea what to do and i 'm sorry
2: i didn 't call that day
0: you should have it was It was terrifying, and I think i 've gotten a little bit better since then, and I hope you guys have all had fun listening to, sh- to the show as i 've been doing it. Um, My first day on UP soil was when I came up here for the interview, had never been here before. And then my flight home after the interview got uh, canceled because of the snow. So I got indoctrinated right away. Uh, There was no sugarcoating it. And I took it as a sign that I got to stay here. So I did. I took the job. I want to thank my boss, Tom Mogish, took a chance on me straight out of college. No real world experience other than what I did at Michigan State. He gave me a chance to do this show and call Westwood games, and I I hope I didn't disappoint him. Um, He gave me the opportunity to learn so much, and it's been an invaluable experience. Jim Koski here at the station has put out so many fires for me. It's unbelievable. I just kind of lost count. So many times we would probably be off the air by now if it weren't for him. Uh, so I wanted to thank him as well. And Jennifer Stevens, who also works here at the studio, gave me someone to talk to, complain to, joke with, a little bit of everything uh, in the mornings. Uh, the coaches that we've, I've gotten to know uh, in my time here, basketball and football, put up with my interview requests all the time. They call in after wins. They call in after losses. No coach has ever ducked me after a bad loss, no matter what. They've all called in, been respectful, and... Come on the show, and I really appreciate that because I don't think it would be like that in other places. Uh, I think that's just a, a testament to the integrity of the coaches up here. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jared Koski, who was one of the first people up here to reach out to me before I even moved up here. He called me to congratulate me on the job, took me under his wing, gave me a crash course in UP sports history. W- without him, I would have been so lost. I would have sounded like an idiot on the air for months until I finally learned everything. He helped me out so much. Uh, with that, I learned so much about basketball from him. And talking with Kirk Corcoran, Brad Nelson, Ryan Riekel—I mean, all these coaches—they've treated me as equals, not an outsider coming in on UP territory. They—they—they brought me into the fold right away, and were honest with me, open with me, and I've really appreciated that. It made me feel at home. I was worried how how that would be being a. At the time, a 21 year old kid who had never been to the UP, how how would I be accepted? And I felt like I had lived here all my life because of how welcoming everyone has been. Um, Scott Sergela at Westwood taking the time out of his busy schedule to talk with me, talk strategy, talk about his players, and I've gotten a sense of how much he truly loves his players and the program. Same with Kirk Corcoran. Uh, all the coaches I've talked to—they have so much passion for the for the their sport. their players and people here probably take them for granted because they're used to it but you shouldn't because again it's not like that everywhere so you should really appreciate the great coaches you have here uh want to thank dave Bowes and john beckman at westwood for bringing me into the westwood fold catching me up dave has been my color guy for football boys basketball he's kind of gone all over the place with me helped me out so much throughout the way bill saul and charles belt for NMU, they've hosted the show with me a couple times. It's so much fun talking everything. Um, sorry, Bill, it's my last day. I still am not going to give any credit to Mira Blatula. He's, it's on the way out. I'm sorry, but it's always been one thing we can talk about. Hopefully, I'll get to see you guys, see them at at Michigan State when they play the exhibition game. Um, I wanted to thank uh, all the previous co-hosts that have been with me: Sam Ali, Ethan Schmidt, Seth Wells, Kellen Buddy, also. Rachel and Jake, I mean, and everybody, Ryan, uh, you and Charlie, everybody's taken time out of their days every week to come on this show. You don't get paid. You volunteer your time, and it's made this job so much more fun and easier to do. I've learned from everybody. Ryan, you caught me up right away when I first got here with the local sports, and, again, I would have been lost without that. You brought me in, gave me a crash course in NMU hockey. Again, I would have just— I would have just sounded like an idiot without you guys, and and you've been you've been the rock of the show, Ryan. Been the the cleanup hitter. You've been you've come off the bench, pinch hit all over the place, mm-hmm. and you've been been the constant of the show. So I really appreciate that. And and Charlie, I know your time hasn't been here as long, but I'll say you kind of gave a spark to the show. You gave that that little extra oomph. Maybe a little too much Brewers talk, uh, but the Brewers fans love you. Is there such a thing? Yeah. See exactly. Brewers fans love you and it's you just give a different perspective than I could ever give. So I really appreciate that. And, and everybody who has listened to the show, thanks for sticking with me through this whole time. If you tuned out, and tuned back in. I hope I, I made your afternoons from four to five a little bit more entertaining. That's what I try to do. We don't try to take ourselves too seriously. We just try to have fun, entertain people for an hour, inform them a little bit. As you to, should. Nope. Yeah. So I, I hope that I've done the show justice and I know the person coming after me is going to do just as good, probably do even better than me. You're going to love him. Please accept him into the fold as well and welcome him to the UP as you guys have all welcomed me. Uh, And it just, it just makes that so much easier.
2: Well, Blake, I got to say, man, uh, what you've done for me, I was just going through some difficult stuff, surgeries, all this stuff and, uh, being able to come on the show and, uh, I pretended like it was a bit of a job. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not. And and just being able to come and let off some steam here, have mm-hmm. a good time, it, it's just meant so much. Thank you very, mm-hmm. very much.
1: Of course. And we created the segment, the Friday Funnies. I hope that lives yes. on. You, you have guys. to make
2: sure that Make sure, lives sure the lives Friday on. Funnies lives on. Okay. It has to. That, Seriously, as a listener, that was great stuff, mm-hmm. always.
0: That'll be my, my lasting legacy, <laughs> right? <laughs> the be Friday, Friday Funnies, funnies yeah. yes.
2: All right. We're out of time. Thanks,
0: guys for joining me here on my last show. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed my time so much here in the UP. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in throughout the year and a half I've been here. I so much appreciate it. Once again, you've been listening to ESPN UP. WZAM, Ishpeming, Marquette.